0: with Kim Munson, where we're dissecting issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left, agree or disagree. Let's have a conversation offering you a conservatarian perspective. And conservatarian is the best of conservative and libertarian values. Correct. So, uh, Queen, that word. I just call it common sense. (laughs) (laughs) You think? Our freedoms and common sense. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the conservatarian perspective, hey, absolutely. So that voice you hear is Charlene Carter. Charlene, it is so great to have you in studio, and we actually yeah. met back in Washington D.C. Basically, yes, we did. Yeah, the inauguration, actually, for uh, President Trump. We got to go back to the inauguration, and yeah. President Trump, I, I laughingly say, out of the seventeen uh, contenders on the Republican side, in he was my eighteenth. Uh huh. But I tell you. I am pleasantly, pleasantly surprised. Super with, surprised? Yeah, with what he's doing. In <laughs> fact, I was talking to a Democrat woman the other day, and she said she's pleasantly surprised. Yeah, the, there's actually more of them coming to that
1: realization. Um, and I don't know if you've heard of the uh, walk away movement, but there's a lot of people going, we're not voting for Democrats anymore because they're really not for us, the people, and they're definitely not for our freedoms.
0: Well, the Democrats that have been elected, particularly here in Colorado, they are not JFK Democrats. Oh, no. These are people so far, far. activist, yeah. radical, and uh, and you see this agenda that they're pushing through. But let's talk about what you're what you're focused on, and that yeah. is right to work. Yes. Can you explain to our listeners what right to work is exactly? Okay,
1: well. If you've ever heard of Mark Mix, he's the uh, national president of, uh, or the president of the National Right to Work Foundation, out of D.C. They've been around for oh, what fifty years now, six, fifty-one years, something like that. Um, the reason that they became who they are is due to union abuse. Um, and union power, and then the politics that they get into, and the, basically taking away our freedoms. Uh, the National Right to Work Foundation also is not the, the unions like to call it a union buster, but they're not. They actually hold them accountable to the actual laws that are on the books um, regarding uh, workers' rights. Um, I just a little story. I was in a union for twenty years, paid dues. You know, uh, never had to use the union. Um, and the union president actually got me fired for something that I disagreed with our union dues, mine, being spent on political activities. So um, the National Right to Work Foundation wants to hold these unions accountable, and we should not be forced to pay for something we don't agree on or you know, be forced into a union, per se. Um, being a flight attendant for 20 years, I had no choice to get uh, to be in the position that I was in unless I joined the union. Now you can opt out; they call it an opt out, but you still pay the dues. Um, the only so thing it's that, not a real opt. No, out. No, it's not opting out at all. And what it does is it takes away your freedoms. Um, and you know, it's really funny because those people that harmed me, okay, they would be screaming if. It were the opposite, Mm -hmm. if you know what I'm saying. So unions need to stay out of politics, period. These should be our choices, um, our freedom. You know, it's basically our First Amendment rights are being quashed, is what's happening.
0: But Charlene, as I look at the uh, Open Secrets, heavy hitters, Mm -hmm. and we're looking since 1990, Mm -hmm. uh, the number one contributor to political campaigns is S. Uh, let's SCIU. see, uh, SCIU, yeah. which is the Service Employees International Union. Yep. They contributed a total of $289 million mm-hmm. to uh, political campaigns. 99.6% of that, $287 million, went to Dems and to Liberals. Correct. Okay. Number five on that list, we talked about the National Education Association. Number six was the Carpenters and Joiners Union. Mm-hmm. Number seven was the American Federation of Teachers Number eight, get this one, the American Federation of State, County, Municipal Employees. Mm -hmm. Number nine was the Laborers Union. So out of the top ten, what was that, five of them Mm -hmm. are all uh, union contributors, and they all have contributed well over 95 to 96% went to Dems and to Liberals.
1: Yeah, and um, they probably all fall under the AFL-CIO. When I was in um, Washington last week, they actually had a hearing with Richard Trumpka. He is the international president of the AFL-CIO, and right now, because of the Janus ruling, which was argued in the Supreme Court regarding uh, public sector unions, you know, people being forced to pay union, you know, membership. Um, The Janus case actually gave them more freedoms. Of course, the unions right now are fighting that, Mm -hmm. and they're trying to, you know, um, over-Trump Per se, mm-hmm. that ruling, and still not doing what the Janus case is, you know, there for, and that's giving back the money that they have used for political purposes.
0: In um, the Janus case, wasn't that a teacher out in California that sued? I think that no, no it he wasn't?
1: wasn't a teacher. No, he was actually like a social worker, and he okay. worked for the state. Um, okay. Mark Janus is an amazing man. Uh, I got a chance to meet him last year um, through the National Right to Work Foundation. This was before his case was decided in the supreme court um and thank god his the supreme court ruled of course you can tell the division between the supreme court thank god we have the majority yeah yeah the majority now um because it's it was
0: a split uh and but see and this is what's so interesting is it's a split on a question of freedom versus force correct I, i i mean that's astounding that that is what's happening in america Oh, this is going to, if we don't watch out, this is going
1: to become, I consider like a Venezuela. I mean, it's just a slow trickle into a dictatorship. I mean, you got Paulus and them overturning the, the right of the people that said for prop, what was it? 112. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, you, you, you can't have this because we decide for you. You can't have this. Well, where does that stop? we're looking at that in California regarding you say it, you know, with the cars and not being able to use gasoline powered vehicles.
0: That they're forcing that on us. Excuse me? And freedom of mobility, the freedom for everyday individuals. Yeah, to get to, to, be to able work. To move. Yes. To take their families yes. where they need to go. Yes. You know, why and they you know, Charlene, what's so interesting about this though? because as i've thought about this whole freedom versus force as we were preparing for stanford colorado is the radical activists that have taken over the democrat party again this is not the democrat party of of JFK. no it's not it's not you know and so uh uh what it is is they t- they take a narrative something that people think is a good idea whether or not you know it's clean air clean water uh education for our children Uh, vaccinations for uh, against childhood diseases, you know, things that we all go, yeah, you know, that's a pretty good idea. But then they take that now. And what they've done is they've rolled roll that that narrative. They've used it to push forward power and force. Mm -hmm. And so we have got to push back on that.
1: Yeah. Well, that's one of the reasons that I was in D.C. last week. And this has got to do with just your general right to work for a company or work for, you know, a state you know, uh, entity. Um, I was forced to be able to want the job to be a flight attendant into a union that harmed me, that took away my very, you know, uh, career, my way of making a living and supporting my family. Okay. How does that work? I paid them for 20 years to protect my job. They are sworn in to protect our, you know, rights as a worker. And yet my union president decided that my voice should be shut down, plain and simple in the work, you know, in the workplace and within my union. So I paid for 20 years to get fired. What if we don't stop this? insanity. Now, the Janus case took care of the public sector version of unions. I am fighting really hard to do the same for private sector. And what's funny about airlines are they are private entity companies, but they are governed by the Railway Labor Act, which is an act that government enforces. Okay. Uh, it 's such a it's such a convoluted you know mm-hmm. act as well, but it does protect us especially when it comes to our freedoms and a freedom of speech. but the thing is is that we should have the freedom to choose if we want to be in a union, what union we would like to be in, or stay out of it completely and be able to negotiate our own contracts or whatever like our Pilots at Southwest Airlines have their own association. They take care of their group. They don't – whatever, you know, affects maybe, let's say, you know, our safety or their health or whatever on an airplane, they'll go up to, you know, D.C. and, and lobby for things like that. But ultimately, they take care of those employees, those pilots. That doesn't happen within the union that I was in. That union takes our money and decides to spend it on politics. Case in point, three or four of who I know personally out of the Denver uh, base here uh, helped Paulus get in. Out of my union, and does my uh, the other union members know that these women were paid by us, or it was us, me being, you know, in... It, In that union i've been fired for two years okay um but they were here helping Paulus get elected
0: so and they're getting paid to do this by our dues and that's that's one of the things on the on the the freedom side is there's not all this money because um for people i mean we do this basically volunteering Uh uh-huh because uh there's no force there's no power in freedom and uh, so that's why it's important, this case that you mentioned in California. And then let's talk some more about right to work. Yeah. Um, we're going to go to break. I have Charlene Carter in studio with me, guest chick, to talk about right to work. You're in Washington, D.C. last week, int- helping introduce that leg- legislation. Yes, with Joe Wilson, yes. And it's already
1: been introduced um, into the Senate by Rand Paul. Right. So, yeah. Okay, so we'll be right back.
0: Hey, welcome back to the Marichicks with Kim Munson where we dissect issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left, agree or disagree. Let's have a conversation offering you a conservatarian perspective. Be sure and check out my website at Marichicks.com. Sign up for my emails. And also check out stanfordcolorado. dot com. That is the website for this great rally that we had, and we're starting to roll out the videos of each of these speakers. And you will be amazed at the uh, the strong speakers, the important issues out there. Uh, one of the really important issues is the right to work, freedom versus force, the uh, the freedom to say yes or no, and that is what you're all about, Charlene Carter. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so Right to Work. You were back in Washington, D.C. Yeah, last Wednesday. And Right to Work legislation, you were there, uh, you know... With,
1: yeah, I was with Joe Wilson okay. and uh, Mark Mix, who is the president and, and main speaker of the National Right to Work Foundation. Wonderful, wonderful people. Um, and again, I can't say too much, but they are actually... They took my case. So okay. we'll see how far this this case goes. Okay. Um, anyway, uh, Mark Mix... Um, Basically, and Joe Wilson and a couple of other congressmen, and I think there's 56 or 58, I can't remember the exact number, of and they're all Republicans. There are no Democrats signing to this bill, of course. Um, They just basically want to – the only thing they really want to do – and I'll, and I'll quote this. Mark Mix, president of National Right to Work uh, Committee. In an age of legislation overreach, this is one of the shortest bills ever introduced. The National Right to Work Act does not add a single word to federal law. Instead, it's simply removing exist, existing language in the National Labor Relations Act and the Railway Labor Act that gives union officials the power to extract dues From non-union workers as a condition of employment. Okay, so what that means is I opted out of my union, okay, which still I didn't opt out paying for it. I opted out and became a fee-based person, (laughs) union member, Mm -hmm. which means I still pay dues. But every quarter, they give me a check of like $24. It's $7 and change. That they supposedly spend on politics up there in Washington. That goes all the way from our union. Forty percent goes to international, and another, however, goes up to AFL-CIO, which we all fall under the umbrella of. Okay, this is a this is a huge, I would say, corporation. Yet and they don't create anything. They create nothing.
0: The way they get the their money is through force.
1: Uh, yeah, it's extortion, is what I like to call it. I mean, I'm sorry, but that's what happened to me for 20 years. Well, And, um, we,
0: and we just talked about all of the, uh, the money that goes to, uh, to political campaigns.
1: Oh, I could give you a list, especially under the AFL-CIO. Um, and my biggest complaint was we fund from my local to the international to the AFL-CIO to Planned Parenthood. My moral beliefs and being a Christian— I do not want them sending any of my money to this specific organization.
0: Well, and then you also have, okay, let, let's unwind this a little bit more. We're going through, we talked about in the top 10, but if you look at the top 20 and these heavy hitters on Open Open Secrets, you have even more unions. Mm-hmm. So they are lobbying, they're getting um, uh, candidates elected mm-hmm. who then are beholden to them because they receive this money for their election mm-hmm. from these different unions. Mm-hmm. And then you mentioned Planned Parenthood. Mm-hmm. Planned Parenthood gets... That's a, just one of many. Yeah, gets yeah. half a billion dollars of taxpayer money.
1: Mm-hmm. Already my tax dollars go to it. Already. Okay. And, and we need to we need to turn oh, that around. I don't... I, Kim, <laughs> <laughs> that's one of my biggest pet peeves. Why are we paying for others' decisions to do what they do? Why... Why are we paying? I I don't get any of this. I'm almost so flustered I can't say anything about it Um, because why am I being forced out of my tax dollars to pay for this stuff? And then I'm in a union and I have to pay for even more.
0: Right. And it's taken a while to get to this point here in America. Yeah, we've got to get it turned back around. So this right. to Well, the unions
1: are going to fight this tooth and nail, because while I was up there, Richard Trumka was introducing a 35 page bill. And I believe this was in the subcommittee. So I got to listen to some of this the other day. Um, It's going to take a lot of rights away from companies. Now, don't get me wrong. I understand that sometimes companies aren't as fair or whatever to their workers. Um, I've seen it. I've experienced it. You know, so be it. But these unions don't do anything about it because it's still happening. We have contracts that the company can, you know, supersede over and, you know, and and roughshod over. Um, The union does nothing for us. So why are we paying them? We can negotiate our own salaries. We can hire our own attorneys. We can hire a really good negotiator instead of somebody that's in the union to do any of this stuff. But what this, this bill that Richard Trumpka wants, it's really a dictatorship once again. But you're going to see it funnels the money between them and the politicians. And these guys make almost – well, a lot of them make a lot more than CEOs do out there in, in corporations and companies. So their narrative is also a lie. They get more perks. They get more, you know, um, givebacks. They are up there. It's like a game for them. It's a money-making entity for them. And they're not there for their workers. When a worker in, in New York City makes about $70,000 a year. And you've got Samuelson, who is our international president at TWU. He's making 200, let's see, what is it? Oh, he gave himself a raise, a 20% raise. He makes $258,000. Now, that doesn't include um, his perks, which could be cars, oh, travel, yes. all that and, kind of stuff. Well, and he's really good friends with Como in New York City. So who do you think he's helping and you to scratch my back, you, yeah, I'll scratch yours. Oh, yeah.
0: I've, I've watched this for, what, 20 years. Okay. So we're getting close to the end of the show. the The solution is right to work then, to try to get this whole thing turned back around.
1: The unions should not be... Telling us or forcing us as individuals, wherever we work, to pay them to have a job.
0: You see what I'm saying? I, I do. But they, but they imply, I know that like the teachers unions, they say that they are bringing value to every teacher in the district. So that's why they should be able to force every teacher in the district. How did they bring
1: value here in Colorado when the teachers make less than what these administrators make and what they make as union representatives they haven't done anything for these teachers they tell them a you know the story that they're going to do for them but you tell me have teachers have their salaries actually gone up the way they should or have they hired more administrators and more people that make a lot more money that don't teach our children and that money pays for that instead of their
0: salaries or going to our kids. And then also we're seeing money that uh, goes to these administrators and then we're seeing that it's really playing big time here.
1: Yeah. It's a me, you scratch my
0: back, I'll scratch yours. Okay. What's the chances of getting this right to work? Passed. I believe it'll get
1: passed in the Senate because we have the majority there in the Senate, but we do not have the majority in the House. And most of these politicians are in the back pockets of unions. So it's going to be an uphill battle. I think people ought to be going up to Washington. I'm sorry, just to call your congressman and complain and say, you're on this list, blah, 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 blah. No, I think we need to have total march for union members who disagree with the way our money is being spent and that we've been forced into these things. I think we need as union members to say no more. We want to decide and if you don't work for us and you make a heck of a lot more money than we do and in the private sector we don't get a, a pension, the public sector union members get pensions who do you think funds that we do yes okay and where do you think all the money is going to come from and for somebody like me who got fired for you know voicing my opinion
0: and my rights uh where's the money going to come from well right it comes from us so charlene carter thanks for being here
1: oh you're welcome thank you for having me yeah
0: we're gonna have to have you back you know keep us surprised. what's going on with this i
1: will